What's up, you all? What's up, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> We're coming back at you after a little bit of a break. That was my Snoop Dogg voice. Yeah. What's up, what's up, player? I don't like it. You don't like it? Okay, I, mean, I don't like it either. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rock that. Hold I mean I'm gonna plug something in real quick. Sorry for the plugging in this. So tonight today is a special podcast because we are lucky. We finally got the equipment ready. And so we have a guest on today who's not here in Arizona. And we got Mr. Richie Jones with us. Richie, how you doing, dude? Doing well tonight, fellas. What about you guys? Oh, hold on. We're going to lower your volume, bro. <laughs> We're getting good at this. We're figuring out. Oh, hey, this thing went back up. Try it again. Try it again. Go ahead, Richie. All right. Is it all good? There yeah, you go. There you go. Now you're sounding all good. All right. Every, half, the, half the listeners just jumped off after that one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're working on it. We got some new equipment. Yeah, dude. We got equipment. Richie's is in North Carolina. He's technically three hours in the future on the Eastern time zone. How you doing, dude? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, ooh, Twilight Zone. I can see the future. <laughs> <laughs> every time I every time I chat with uh, Andrew Greenhow, who lives in Australia, I just am always tripped out by the fact that he's 17 hours ahead of me. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. That's that's a long distance. It is. He's literally 17. He's tomorrow. Like his day's wrapping up. <laughs> Tomorrow's wrapping up for him. He just got home from work. Oh yeah, that's weird. You know, whatever it be. It's kind. Of, it is kind of weird. I mean, technically, it's not right. I mean, who cares? There's no such thing as time zones in terms of you know the Earth doesn't have a time zone. That's just what we give it. Right. Know what I'm saying, dog? Know what you're saying. <laughs> Dude, we're taking a selfie here in the studio. <laughs> we're in the studio, dude. This is getting legit. Oh, yeah, Lords of Consciousness podcast taking off here. Let's do this. So, Richie, what have you been up to lately, man? You been good? I've been good. I've been good. I've uh, took a vacation from work a few weeks ago. You know, got some time away from there. Got some time to myself. Got to do my Reiki training. Uh, got to do some reading. Uh, got to do some writing as well. So it was nice to just be myself and kind of exist for a little bit and not have to put on so much of a mask. Uh, so it's, it's kind of weird to get back into the grind of it now. So I'm definitely ready for June so I can take a, you know, a good couple of weeks off and come see all you guys. So, Richie, tell what's happening in June. Tell the listeners. <laughs> it, it's the gathering of the lords. Bam! Everybody should know about this by now. You know, it, it's the happening thing. Mm-hmm. Chase, are you gonna be there? I think I might be there. I think I might be there too. I don't know. I gotta look at my schedule book, but dude, I am so looking forward to it. Chase and I were up there last week, this last weekend, camping in the well, it wasn't the exact area, but it was across. It was kind of across the road, and um, it was it was just kind of got us in the mindset of it, and the mood of it. Kind of, right. we were visualizing like a campsite and what it's gonna look like, and. And, uh, you know, the things that we're thinking about doing and getting involved with and making, you know, what kind of creative elements we can do to it. And it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm getting really pumped up for it, man. Yeah, me too. It's just, it's a little bit of an undertaking. <laughs> it is, but it's kind of cool, man. We were talking about it, Richie, but that, you know, the idea of, um, the idea of us all getting together in the physical, you know what I mean? All started from what? 
couple people just meeting each other online. You know what I mean? It's 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 actually kind of surreal, but it's to me it's it's like up in the game in a sense. You know what I mean? Oh, it's completely surreal. I mean, just look at it from a year ago. You know, a year ago it was us. You know, there was about ten people there. Mm-hmm. Now we're upwards of two hundred people. You know, that's that's huge, and we're all over the place. You know, we're not just localized; we are everywhere. Yeah, and and Richie cool. was—you were one of the originals, like one of the first people, you know, in it. And I always say that the, the this group's been so. The group has really taken off lately. It's really a wonderful thing. But for the first, geez, seven months, it was like it was like seven or eight of us just keeping that thing alive. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, pumping it away. It was great, though. It was still awesome. Even with the, it wasn't like it wasn't work. I don't mean it like that, but it was just seven of us or six or seven, whatever it was, we were just kind of keep sharing, keep sharing, and we were enjoying it. And then it, it's been getting bigger. But, you know, like the 200 – the 200 people, um, there's so many other groups that are way bigger, by the way, much bigger. But it, this group hasn't grown by just taking, you know, inviting everyone you know, you know what I mean? It's grown by inviting the, the right people. And what I, and that sounds kind of like exclusive, and I'm, that's not the point. But the point is, is just the people that are going to add to it and also the people who have the most to gain from it in a sense. Do you know what I mean? it's kind of weird it's kind of a weird combo to have because it seems like kind of selective you know yeah only invite the cool people oh Oh, shoot but But how does it how does it feel from your standpoint Richie as someone who lives on the other you know side of the country going through the emotions of making the trip cross country to this little place in the southwest are you emotional Richie you better shed a tear when you get on that plane man (laughs) <laughs> I will be extremely happy when I get there. Let me let me put it like that. Um, I definitely can't wait to get out there full time as well. You know, oh, yeah. I'm ready to make the transition. I'm ready to get out there and and create something different. You know, and I need to be around like-minded individuals to do that. And I've I finally come to realize that this is just not my home anymore. You know, I, I really don't have a home right now. So it's for me, it's just extremely exciting to be able to go out there, see you guys, visit with you guys, spend time with everybody, yeah. you know, and then eventually making the move. You know, that's going to be even more incredible. So I'm extremely excited for my <laughs> well, time in the good old Arizona. R- real quick, though, Richie, why don't you give the listeners a little recap of Richie Jones' history? <laughs> share, I mean, what you want to share. You don't have to go into detail here, but. Uh, Richie Jones history. I'm from a very small town in North Carolina by the name of Statesville. Um, my parents are from an even smaller town named Piney Creek. Uh, so I have some good old mountain heritage in me. So that's where my accent comes from. Uh, it's not as bad as it used to be, but you know, when I was a little kid, it was pretty thick. Um, but that's me. You know, good guy. Always been a good guy. Um, kind of shy when I was a kid. Came into my own probably around, I would say, 13, 14 years old. Um, Definitely a a ham a little bit. So I kind of went from being a shy kid into being the one that wanted the attention. So now it's just about kind of finding a balance. You know, I don't want to be too far on the radar, but I don't want to be off of it either. Um, But for me, I guess you could say my awakening, you know, happened through more trauma than anything else. Um, My passing away 
Um, so for me, it's you guys are what I've been looking for for years. You know, like-minded individuals, open-minded people, people that can see past what's in front of them, you know, see the bigger picture. So that's just me in a nutshell. So that's quite a big nu- that's quite a big nutshell. You got big nuts. I am quite, you got I big am nuts, Richie. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. Exactly. That's cool, man. We feel it. It's weird that, like, there's just a natural draw to some personalities, some people. And you, 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 like, meet these people, you know, whether it be on the internet or physical, but you you realize that natural draw is a connection that, you know, it's, it's just like little bits of past experience that you've shared in different lives, but you, you, you feel it in that same person. And I, th- and I think we get that with you, Richie, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I completely agree. It's all just click. It's always click. You know, nothing's ever had to be worked on. You know, there's never been any any sort of drama of any sort between us. It's always just been smooth. Like everything's always been this way. So it's cool to have that connection with you guys. Yeah, I. You know, it's funny, man. I always, I always really attribute the fact that. Uh, you and me met you Richie and me Clint that we specifically met each other because I think I think it it was what in a way got this whole idea started and um, you were kind of like my first friend who I never knew you know just like a random person that a friend requested me you know what I mean and I was like that's it was I I wasn't really doing that back then and um, you know now I've you know, tons of people that I've never met physically, but who were friends over the internet. But um, you were the first one. And I remember we all, you know, you and me have talked about this story many times, but, you know, I remember you and me had a, uh, what was it? A comment thread that we were doing on expanded consciousness. And I think it was expanded consciousness, wasn't it? I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Anyway, so we were kind of going back and forth on a comment thread, and then you friend requested me, and I sent you a message. I, I remember the day it happened, man, and I was just like, I was kind of tripping out on it. I was like, this guy is way cool, and it's cool that he just friend requested me like that because he's like a real like-minded soul. And it's almost like something clicked when that happened, you know what I mean? It's like, who, what other Richie Jones are out there, you know what I mean? I want to meet tons of Richie Jones. Where are they? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we are slowly th- finding them. We are slowly finding them. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what Timothy Leary was talking about and Terrence McKenna. You know, he said, find the others. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen, uh, in, you know, electronically. Well, what's cool about the LLC in general is, like Clint was alluding to before, is it's, it's happening slowly. It's not like expanding consciousness where there's, you know, 15,000 people in there. It's, we're, we're, we're truly, you know, sifting through the masses here to find, the, you know, the real ones out there, the people that really feel uh, a need for this in their life. Yeah, because yeah, it's a community, man. This is, I don't, yeah, there's, there's other groups out there that serve different purposes. And that's not to say that our group is the only, I mean, this, I don't have enough time in the day to be in three lords. Are you kidding me? It's so, it's so like immersing if you really want it to. But then there's other groups that are more intellectual conversation based or or meme based or you know picture based even mm-hmm. and the, so there's connection with people but it's a different level of connection and there's nothing wrong with that you know what i mean you can't 
you can't be best friends with everybody, right? But I think our I think what what this group is is it's 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 a different type of community where where we actually know each other. You know what I mean? It's not just R- Richie Jones and he's got some fucking picture of Santa Claus as his you know profile pic. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, it, maybe he's a cool guy. Maybe Santa Claus Richie is a cool dude. Yeah. But honestly, I I don't. I, those are cool, but I actually really seek deeper, deeper connection than that. You know what I mean? Yes. That's yes, why like I think this thing in June is really important. It's it's not just a camp out. I mean, that's cool, but there's something about manifesting, you know, these kind of fr- these connections, and take them one step further. Let's fucking meet each other. You know what I mean? Who are you really? You know, <laughs> I mean, I want to know who you really are, not the guy just fucking hiding behind an avatar and and you know maybe he says a bunch of shit that's really great but his life is a fucking mess you know what i mean and to some extent that's true for all of us but you know it's well it's that and it's like well come meet us all come meet this virtual community that we've all started so we can take this you know three days that we spend with each other if it's just one time a year we can take that and that can resonate through throughout that entire year until the next time we all meet not only that, we can share all these experiences that we learn from meeting each other and share them with the community that the physical community that we live in to try to slowly expand this way of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about it, Richie, when you and me meet physically and then you go home and then you see a post on Lords of Consciousness from Clint Culberson, that post means something a little different now. You know what I mean? Exactly. It yeah, is a little much. different. Because you have an energy to put to it. You know, it's not oh, yeah. just an idea. You have the energy attached to it. Exactly. And Richie, you are the energist, my friend. Wow. <laughs> Musa. It's, it's true, though, right? I mean, I, I imagine, you know, we imagine 20 people coming together from all over the freaking world and um, and coming together and then actually meeting each other in person. I mean, it's, this is the kind of stuff where you have, like, lifelong friendships kind of thing, you know? Maybe, maybe maybe not, though, you know? Maybe there's some asshole we don't want to talk to anymore. That's fine, but... <laughs> but who cares, you know? That's all right. Know. We it's, tried. Yeah, honestly. it's In, in, in some ways, it's like... It's just, it's, and that's... Well, it's, it's all good. It doesn't matter. There, everyone will make connections somewhere. So... It's going to be fun, Richie. I think it's going to be a blast, absolute <laughs> blast. So I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> I know. How could it not be? And you know what? You know what the thing is? It'll just be as fun as we make it. You know, we're talking about twenty people in a in a in a pine tree forest. Yeah. Like, how fun could it be? Well, it could be fucking amazing if you if everyone wants to make it amazing, it'll be amazing. I know. If everyone wants to be scared or not want, you know. It, even the ones that show up and just be timid and not be shy or something, then it'll be that. By the way, it is a true pine wood, pine <laughs> pine tree forest we're going to be hanging oh, yeah. out in. Everybody thinks Arizona, they automatically think desert, but no, we're going to be up in the woods. This is alpine country. Oh, yeah. You ready for it, Richie? Oh, yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> I'm just ready, ready to, to connect with everybody. I'm ready to learn from everybody. You know, everybody in this group has a strength. What a, so I'm ready to learn from everybody's strengths and bring that back with me. What do you What do you plan on sharing while you're while you're up? 
I'm going to do Reiki. Um, I'm a level one Reiki certified as of, uh, what, two weeks ago tomorrow, actually. And uh, uh, congrats, by the way, man. For, That's awesome. Uh, for the lot of us that are, aren't too familiar with that, can you give us a quick little... <laughs> explain it. Reiki explain is what is Reiki. Healing. What kind of healing is this? It is energy healing. Um, you know, as we all know by now, you know, we're all pretty pretty smart cookies and we all know everything is energy you know everything that, that moves is energy you know everything is a wave and a particle um and you can draw energy from other places um and this is more of a spiritual energy than anything else um and it's applied through your hands um so sometimes my hands will get really hot sometimes my hands will get really cold uh, and you basically work on the chakras, so and you can feel where there are imbalances. Uh, so you will feel a pull or a push from a certain chakra, and you know you kind of need to to apply some some treatment there. Basically, um, some people do the hands on. I don't do hands on. My hands are usually about four to six inches off of of a person's body. Um, with the touch directly, it doesn't work as well for me. Um, so for me, it's more of a of a projected energy than anything else. Are there some people um, then that like massage it, like massage you? Yes. Um, okay, cause that's what I always thought it was. Are, so if if you've ever had a massage and you felt your 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 massage therapist heat up or cool down, they were probably applying reiki to you. You never knew it. Oh, that's um, what that so was. A lot of energy based you, so. you just turned chase's mind just went into a porn flick just now <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all don't say that <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, oh, no but just i'm just messing but that's awesome man <laughs> dude that's that sounds freaking fun you know i'm excited to see that so dude. so tell me wait i want to know more i want to know about you you not putting your hands on people meaning how what are you feeling when you you know you have your hands levitated like six inches off of their body? Are they laying down their stomach? By the way, they're, they're, you do one on the back and one on the on, on the stomach, so you do both sides of the body. Um, and for me, I'm usually you know four to six inches off the body. Uh, I it's the direct. So wait, real that. quick, what happens when they're on their back? Do you? <laughs> Are you are you doing some sort of energy work on some guy's dick or what? <laughs> Seriously, come on, I'm an idiot. All the chakras are are above that for the most part, so you don't you don't have to touch there. Okay, um, we're just teasing, this, man. This was this was brought up during my training too, so it's perfectly fine. So we just like to span the spectrum, you know. Oh yeah, come on, man. It's like, come on, you can't tell me that you're like, I lay people down on their backs, they close their eyes, and I put my hands six inches from there, and I go up and down their bodies. So you got to pass the, the, the dicks, man, right? There's got to be some humor there always. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a party that's like, okay, get serious here. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Fifty Shades of Reiki. So. <laughs> Kill me or Jason. Don't get too far. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, we're having some uh, ear earbud issues. Dude, that is funny though. That is hilarious. So, what do you feel like you when you're doing this? How, like, what are you feeling in your? Are your eyes open? By the way, 
mine are yes um you can feel it. it it's hard to explain you can like wendy's trained as well so she would be able to you know go a little bit farther than me because i think she's more certified than i am um well who cares about certified kind of, who cares meaning it's i mean you know but you understand it but like on an energy level what are you feeling that's what i mean it's a it's a push or a pull um so you can be pulled in you can be pushed out to me when somebody pulls me in it's more like a strength um so you can you can feel their strength of that certain chakra and a pull is kind of a call for attention like it's it's trying to push me away from it so it's kind of pushing my hands away so it's it's kind of a, a call for for help that's what i like to call it um so it, it's just crazy the things that you can feel you can feel the vibration you can feel the heat you can feel the wait wait, wait 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 you can feel the vibration oh i vibrate <laughs> come on come on feel it feel it <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay nice sorry Marky dude sorry though. dude marky mark right there dude if you say i can feel the vibration then i have to so you feeling it through your hands or you feel it through your whole body i can feel it through my whole body um is it most my, intense in your hands it, it is well, um as, as a it, as a healer are you taking the energy away or are you giving your own like uh, it's not my own. It's source energy. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So I'm I'm connecting. But it's channeling through you. Exactly. I'm I'm channeling through higher sources. Um, it's not taking my energy away from me, although it does kind of. It, I won't say drains you, but it kind of. You you can feel kind of sluggish after you do it for a little bit. Um, so it's not really using my energy so much, but it, it is very, very heavy for the person doing it because you kind of take on some of their pain. So, wow. and, and you can cause people to have very vivid flashbacks, which happened with me. Um, so the girl I was doing it with did kind of have flashbacks of her past. Um, really? So that, that was very, very. So intense. she was talking? I thought they don't talk. Uh, she wasn't talking, but she could. She was having flashbacks of her past while it was going on. And she um, told you that after, or you could tell she was that, or, like, how did she you was, know? Yeah, she, you could kind of feel it. Um, the second time we went through, I kind of stopped the session after the the top because you you go you know back first and then stomach second. I kind of skipped the second session because I could tell that she was. She had enough. Um, really? Because, yeah, she had to basically go through, you know, Lori, the, the person who's, who's teaching me. Um, she's my master. Um, she was having to show me how to do things and then have me practice. So she was just kind of getting overloaded. So I kind of held off the second time because it got kind of heavy for her. Um, wow. So, yeah, it can take you into... It can take you into dark places. Um, so, it, and I think that's more of healing than anything else, really, just wow, to kind of get it out of out of the mind, so this, you know, wash it away. So this has the potential to go psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how long are the how long is a is a reiki session? I mean, obviously uh, there's varying all that, but in general. 
most of the time you would say about 30 to 45 minutes, I would say. Um, it just depends. You can get stuck in places. Um, that's the way Lori put it, where you can't get away, um, where it's just calling for your attention so much that you can't pull away. It's like a magnetic attraction. Um, and that happened with me as well. So I can't attest to that. Um, so there are places that if you get locked in, it's just not going to let you go until it's, it's time for you to go. So I got stuck, I would say, for about seven to ten minutes probably on one area. So it, that was a crazy feeling as well. So does, is it – and again, like you said in the beginning, sometimes they're bringing you in and then sometimes they're pushing you out. Does that mean – like to Chase's question, does that mean that you are absorbing energy from them? Like does, it, does the flow of energy shift – from, it, it from you to them, it and then happens. sometimes from them to you, to source, it, yeah. you know, and you're the middle, I guess. I'm kind of the middle, man, so he kind of channels through me. So yeah. the, 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 it goes through me and out, out of me as well. So it's kind of a, a flow process. Was there a time in your life that you would be listening to this and go, listen to this foo-foo hippie guy talk about some fucking energy shit? Like, was there, was there ever a time in your life that you, you would have thought that? Oh, my God, yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> God, you're talking, I didn't come around to this stuff until probably, <laughs> you're going to think it's crazy, probably around 2012. Me too, um, by the way. That's, that's when I started watching what I call stars and shit. So I watched all the planetary <laughs> stuff I could for some reason. Yeah, dude, like, that was oh a part God, of our I journey, big time. <laughs> so, and then Lori goes to massage school, gets into all the energy stuff and the Reiki, and she would, you know, bring it to me, and I would just be like, oh, you know, this is humbo jumbo. So and you and Lori was your friend it. before she was your yes. master. Exactly. I've known Lori <laughs> now for. What about six years? I moved here in 2008. I think I met her in like 2009. So I've known Lori for probably about five years now, maybe six. <laughs> awesome, man. So it's it, that's about that time is when it started changing for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was around that time. Um, I remember she brought home this, this one thing, and uh, she was just like, hey, you know, you're going to make an energy ball with your hands and you're, you're going to picture this in your head. And all of a sudden you're going to feel this, this energy ball between your, your hands and you can meld it and play with it and stretch it and pull it. And I was just like, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Whatever. You know, go ahead and go and go, go with the program. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, Holy shit, this works. So I, it was this instant, just like, what if, and I've read up on it, got all sorts of books on it, went to websites on it. So I kind of took my energetic knowledge from, you know, science into the metaphysical. So that's that's where my my passion lies is in the metaphysical. Yeah, I was teasing you about that earlier today when we were texting. You know, what, yeah. like, uh, if you're coming on, dude, you know it's going metaphysical, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting metaphysical on your asses yo dude i love it man i love it i mean what do you 
what do you what do you think is the significance of 2012? You know, 2012 is the you know the world was supposed to end for some, but um, it was it was all even it, it was tied to the Mayan calendars, correct? Yes, it was. Right. You, this um, is right up your alley, dude. Tell us about it. This is a planetary shift. Um, so you come in to where we're all straight aligned with the center of the galaxy. Energies are different. The space we're flying through is different. And if you look up the meaning of apocalypse, it means the revealing of the truth. You know, And that's what this is. It's hard to keep a secret these days. Everything is just getting thrown out there somehow, some way. Um, so it's kind of the the, the great awakening Rev- in a way. When you said the, did the do you know did revelations in the Bible have anything to do with this? That there was no. I mean, we we know there was like an apocalypse that was uh, foreseen or or um, that the prophets you know talked about. But um, was there any tie from the from the Bible to twenty twelve? Um, not so much from my knowledge. I know a bunch of the Bible that I know has now basically been found as code for other things. Um, I was reading a thing the other day about, you know, the Ark of the Covenant being, you know, basically your, your pineal gland. Um, just by the way the, the Ark of the Covenant was described in the Bible oh. and how it sat between the cherub angels, you know, and that's your, your lobes of your brain. I mean, it was just insane. So it, there's a lot that's coded in there. I think most of it is coded. Um, it, we just not figured it out just yet, but we're getting there. Um, we're starting to take the words of, of Bible and kind of put them into relation to the human body and more and more of it is really is revealing that ooh maybe this has a connection here so it's it's kind of crazy how everything's just being just now being turned around because yeah. everybody's thinking is different now oh yeah so. i i i i look at 2012 as something very significant and i think it was it was when we went from 49% of the world who had in, like the, whose intentions were for good, if you will. I hate to use the word good or bad, right? But how about um, who wanted light, okay? Who's, who, 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 people who are generally wanting to better this world, you know what I mean? For their children who wanted to protect the earth, you know, who wanted to who – are, who are really – don't want to play the, the the politics game anymore who you know who want to live peacefully and have no racism and no you know sexism and no homophobia <clears throat> and i think it was when we went from 49% to 51% if that makes sense there was like a the tide finally turned the other way that's my opinion this is how i see 2012 what what it, what it meant so of course, when you when you're in that, when you're in when you're only in 2015, of course there's a lot of shit going on that's still just atrocious. You know what I mean? But again, if 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 there was some sort of percentage, and obviously, this kind of seems ridiculous, but you know, to try to put a percentile to the, you know, the people that are looking to light new art, but. I, I really genuinely feel that that's the case. 
I really do. I feel like the, the, now the momentum is going the other way. I know you see it this way. You and I have talked about this before. What do you think? Or what do you think, Charles? Uh, Tell me what, what do you what What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't. It's it's hard for me, man. I don't, I don't. I haven't really looked too much into all this, so I'll I'll, I'll defer to you guys on this subject. What do you think, Ch- Richie? Yeah, I think the shift is happening big time. Um, I think it's it, it's getting to be a lot more black and white and not so much gray area anymore. I don't think anybody sits in the gray area. I think you're either trying to make things better or not giving a crap about anything but yourself. <laughs> Every day I look at Facebook and it's just like, oh, here's this, this Lords of Consciousness person. Great post. Then here's this person from you know back home that's just talking crap about everything, and it's just like, oh, that's that person. That doesn't we care. all have those, man. You know? <laughs> we all have those. It's just there's no gray area anymore. It's all black or white. So, and I, I think we're starting to have more white, you know, more light than dark, really. You know. Yeah. It's getting better as we go along. It is, man. I, that's why it's it's so it's it is to me so. Um, I don't know. I feel really positive. I'm very positive about the future of of humanity. You know what I mean? I do think though in the meantime we can we can hasten the pace a little bit. You know what I mean? We don't have to we don't even if we think okay, eventually we'll all be good. That doesn't mean we just sit on our asses, you know what I mean? But we we no. we can we can hasten the pace by by honestly f- taking care of our own lives. You know what I mean? First, you got to clean out your own closet before you start trying to help other people clean out their shit. You know, and I'm not saying that you can't do that at the same time, but your focus better be, your focus really has to be on yourself. Right. For me, I believe that's the way it needs to go. I don't think we all need to go out to the masses and be missionaries for this. I think shining our own lights and living by our own example will eventually, it'll catch on in some way. Right, but that's the ultimate missionary. That's the irony. The guy who doesn't want to be the missionary, who just shines his light, he ends up being the, the best missionary. It's like the best leaders are the ones who aren't even intentionally trying to lead. It's not even what they're. That's not even what they're about. But they just, they just end up being the leader. You know what I mean? It's like unintentional leadership is the ultimate leadership. You know what I mean? Yeah, because leadership's not something that you can you can really fake. I mean, yes, you can fake it, but it's not going to last. You know, when you're talking about leadership, you want somebody who's going to be there for the long haul. And the fewer lies that you tell along the way, the more successful you're going to be in keeping everybody's morale up, the more successful you're going to be in every way. You know, me and Clint both know this coming from a salesman background. So, oh, know, yeah. Just, and, you know, in real leadership, by the way, it's I don't even look at like politicians as leaders like I, th- I real leaders are, are people who deal with people on a real interpersonal basis. You know what I mean? Like it could be, you know, it could be a mid-level manager at a company. You know what I mean? He's in a leadership role, but he he could be the best. You know, he, he could make that environment a really cool place to work work at. I mean, Chase and I met this lady uh, when we went to San Diego. She lives in Minnesota. She she worked at a she worked at a hospital. I think it was she was in research. I don't know what it she, was. She was a doctor that uh, specialized in hormone therapy. Oh, that's it. Thank you, Chase. You're welcome. 
But she was awesome. Like, she was such an amazing lady. And she was talking about how she has this one, you know, employee that that's hard to deal with, you know, because she just doesn't do anything. But she's like, I'm the easiest person to work for. And you could tell she was the easiest person to work for. You know, she does, she gives her all of her employees a bunch of gifts and makes them feel really important. And you could just tell this lady was just so sincere. And it's like people like her that are actually out there creating work environments that, you know, it makes it like a there's like dignity to go to work to when you have a when you have a leader like that. You know what I mean? And whatever way, all of us are leaders in some facet. Hell, if you have a child, then you're a leader in some way. And um, I don't know. It's like it's about it's it's but it all starts within yourself. The best leaders are the guys who have their shit together. You know what I mean? They have the, they have their shit together. I agree, though. I'd love to see a world without leaders. <laughs> yeah. You know, the leaders are what kind of screws it up for a lot of people. Right. With. But every leader you, we've ever known in history is an intentional leader. Is a guy that fucking wanted to be the the, the 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 big Kahuna. So if you if you set out saying I want to be the big Kahuna, yeah. But even if you if you're assigned the big Kahuna by the community at whole, there then there's there's gonna be some ego with that, and some ego comes, you know. Yeah, fair. You're right. You're <laughs> right. I mean, when, in general, though, ironically, I find that we're getting much more like horizontal, horizontal uh, structures. Like business is getting very. It's getting much more horizontal than it used to be, you know? I mean, a lot of bosses... I, I have no bosses who don't even feel like the boss. It's just like the role that they play. Like, it's not... I'm not any better than you. It's, you know what I mean? Like, that's... that's If I'm the manager and you work for me, it's just... I'm no better than you. I have a role to do, okay? And if you don't do your job, then I have... To, my job is to say, hey, what's up, dude? Not, not, hey, dude, I'm the fucking boss and I better get respect and, you know, all the, the demanding respect thing, which that's what kills everybody. Yes. That's A true. lot of people try to, try to, they don't earn respect, they just expect it. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Yeah, respect just comes, don't demand it. You know what I mean? But that's an unhealthy person. I mean, anyone who demands respect, you, to me, automatically, it triggers in me now. Finally, in my life, I get this. That it just triggers like, okay, there's some, this, this is just compensating for some, something in, in, in this guy or in this lady. You know what I mean? It's obvious. <laughs> it's just a big fucking wall to protect something. Sorry. What yeah. are you thinking? I've got the counter on the counter. counts how many times you say, you know what I mean? Oh, shit. <laughs> I just <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. I know. I'm trying to feed you guys so you guys jump in so I'm not talking too much. <laughs> no, man. I love Don't be drinking alcohol to this. Don't be playing the drinking game. I, I, I love the Clint Culberson rants, dude. They're my favorite. The Clint Culberson rant. Yeah, well. It's just you're a very passionate person in what you believe. I am passionate. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good thing. I am, exactly. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, a little passion. A little passion never hurt no one. Well, Richie, not enough people have it. Yeah, but why don't they have it? You think it's something you just conjure? I mean, I've heard that. It's like, get a passion, okay. Well, how do you do that? You know what I mean? It's like you don't go to the store and buy it. I don't even think it's a switch you turn. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, got passion today. It's the passion is a reward, if you ask me, that comes from cleaning out the fucking closets. 
Yeah, I think most people that yeah. are really truly passionate about something are people that are living their authentic life, like self. Yeah, like they're in their real self. Like take take you, Chase. Chase, Chase uh, has gotten into photography in the last year, and look how good it is. It's freaking crazy awesome. You've seen it, right, Richie? Oh yeah, he takes amazing pictures. I know, man. Definitely. Dude, when I first met Chase, if he told me this guy was gonna be a photographer, I I might have chuckled. Dick. but no 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 and 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 that that's a direct correlation to my journey and my awakening and oh yeah me finding my true self what what was it did you were you out there just hunting your passion or did did just the passion opened up to you because you cleared out the cobwebs it opened up to me because i cleared out the cobwebs yeah that's what it is yeah and that's that's what's exciting about this movement in a sense is with more and more people awakening to themselves, you're going to see a lot more passion and what people do in their everyday life. That's going to change the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Passionate people are just fucking fun, man. They're the most interesting people. Even if they don't make it, even if they have like just two pennies to rub together, they're the most fun, interesting people to talk to. Passionate people. Yeah, we need more like really smart, passionate people that... Those are the ones who are gonna desalinate the ocean and all that. Let's get those guys awakened. <laughs> more, uh, more Richie Jones of the world. More people that just do what they love after they figure out what they love. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's the most difficult part is finding out what you love. But once you find it, you will know it because it will smack you in the face. Oh, yeah. Well, it makes me think, um, like I see in my daughter, I have a funny feeling she'll find her passions much earlier than I ever did. But that's because she's she she hasn't had to deal with such brainwashing and and, uh, and programming and, you know, trauma and, um, you know what I mean, wounding, wounding that we all get. You know, even she'll get wounding as a child, but and she'll face resistance. But I, Chase and I have been talking about this, that, you know, do you, do you have to go through fucked up shit to, to, you know, have character? You know what I mean? I don't, I actually don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's what's happened to a lot of people where there's been a lot of trauma. I don't find trauma to be necessary. I do find resistance to be necessary. You know what I mean? Even my daughter will have to battle her ego. Are you kidding me? Every day she's trying, she's, you know. She battles confidence or she battles, you know, or overconfidence sometimes with her. But we all face that. But we could face that without, you know, having the bully kicking the shit out of you when you're when you're six years old. You know what I mean? Maybe we don't need to do that kind of stuff anymore to, to what, grow character. I, I think you well, don't need it. Do you mean do you mean that, you know, not in the way of everything's just handed to you? No, no, because no matter what, there'll be resistance. Even if you get everything handed to you, you're gonna, you're gonna miss out, and then, and then, um, you're gonna be weak somewhere. Yeah, it'll show up. Then you gotta have to, you're gonna have to deal with it. I mean, handed to you, meaning, it's it's like if you have the truth and tell your children about it. You know what I mean? What you're not gonna withhold it because hey, fuck, I want them to you know learn some, learn on their own or whatever. Right, but. Your children's not going to be, you know, a child forever. He's going to be an adult one day. and Oh, yeah. They'll go through resistance. Or trauma. 
Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he will. However it manifests, I just, me personally, this is where me and Clint differ. I believe that you have to go through some trauma in your life. Whatever whatever that is, it doesn't have to be an extreme amount of trauma, or it could be just a little amount, but there's got to be some adversity in your life. Like, I don't, oh yeah, I totally agree. Adversity is exactly, I'm bored. I don't find breaking up with your girlfriend traumatic. It could be, but... What I mean by traumatic is being an actual victim. You know what I mean? If your if your dad beat the shit out of you, dude, that's not cool. You know what I mean? You didn't. You, you, there's no way you could get out of it. You're that's traumatic to me. You know what I mean? Like being a victim of a of a violent crime. That is that is trauma to me. Sexual abuse. You know, go down the list. Whatever it be, I feel like we could eliminate that from the earth, and still we could have children who are, you know. They they're becoming self aware at a younger age. Now the the one thing I'll say is I'm kind of right there with Chase. I think that there needs to be something to happen, so to speak. Um, there has to be a turning point for it for a very special person. I think some very special people can you know have unicorns and ponies throughout life and still reach that point where they shed their ego. Um, but I think for the most part, in today's society at least, you do need to have that that moment to where you're completely naked at, at the bottom of a, of a canyon by yourself with nobody to lift you out. I think in this society, that's what's necessary for it to, to happen for most people. Not everybody, but for most people. They need that, that moment of, of ego shedding to kind of get the point. Well, I agree. And you will get it. No matter what, you'll get it. I mean, part of this... Like take a take a child. They are so pure and beautiful, but they're also little assholes. You know what I mean? Sometimes they are. They're real. They. It's like their ego is out of control. Sometimes you know what I mean? Like uh, um, Louis C.K.'s got that great joke that you know kids are assholes, and he goes through like, what if an adult you know came into the you know, restaurant and was like, you don't have chicken nuggets. Ah, you know you start throwing shit and you start fucking crying and screaming at the top of your lungs and. You'd be like, that guy's a fucking asshole, man. Oh, I've seen some adults do that. <laughs> right, right. But, Ryan, we say it. But a little kid does it. It's like, oh, he's just a little kid, right? So, obviously, I mean, that's the, even with the best parents, you're going to get that kind of stuff out of a kid. That's part of the process, Is in my opinion, is is mastering your ego. Even without trauma, you're going to have to do it. And But you'll, you will face resistance. You know what I mean? You'll face resistance, no doubt. I just think you can do it without... You don't need to have it where it goes into, like, real dark world kind of stuff. Well, it's just... Real... The, I think we can we can do this without violence. But we can't... We can't... We, we can do this, but let's not have the underlying assumption that we know what's best for everybody. Well, what do you, what do you mean exactly? I don't... You don't know what's best for me, and I don't know what's best for you. Maybe I, what I went through in my life was best for me. What went through... Oh, but I, I, I totally agree with you, though. I know, I completely agree. But you were born in 1986, so, and you were born into the exact home you were born into, so you was exactly what you needed. But, what, but, but like, if you, like, for your child, Chase, you, you, it's like everyone's objective is to kind of sort of, well, for a good, for a healthy person, is to raise their child so they, they can avoid that, right? Not everybody, some people are real unhealthy, but, like, for you and your son, do you want your son to go through that? No, right. But I, I don't. I'm not going to assume that it's never going to happen to him. Right, but at least it'll be on his own. Meaning it'll be what he, 
it's not going to be just like pure you're a victim to some some really unhealthy person in a way like you know you, like you're going to raise your son to to have the tools so that he can when when life brings you resistance which it will no matter what um he'll have the tools to get over it without sometimes you know look look at this shit that you've had to go through chase you know it's like fuck was it i mean for you it was necessary right i mean it's it's not to take away from your journey but for the future for the future children of this world it's like maybe we should just we can not do that we don't need to do that so like being born into a native american tribe 300 years ago yeah dude it's probably <laughs> pretty cool yeah well, you're right but you know that's just we'll we'll see we'll see on that it's a wait and see right we can't we can only we can't project or look that far into the future and know that there's going to be a society like that one day, right? Well, I mean, there reaches some some end point. I don't know. I mean, yeah, probably not. But what I'm saying, though, is it's, it's getting better. Don't you think, Richie? Like, the arrow's trending. It's trending up. It's, all, it's getting better. Like, we used to have slaves 150 years ago in North America. We don't anymore. Exactly. That's ridiculous. Segregation. Adios. You know? I mean, honestly, just in the last, think of this, guys, just in the last five or six years, if you're kind of anti-gay, it's, it's kind of like, dude, come on, what the fuck, right? I mean, even, even the, the, the general masses, it's kind of like not cool to, to talk shit about gay people. I mean, you'll get, you'll get a lot of blowback now, but like what, 10 years ago, you could do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, things are definitely changing. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. Everything is... I mean, if you ask me, if you go, I mean, things are going really fast, too. Let me start by saying that. Things are going really fast now. Time's going really fast. Yeah. So I think the changes are going to come even faster. So I think if you step back 50 to 100 years from now, their life is going to be completely and totally different than what we have now. Oh, yeah. Completely and totally different. Society is going to be completely different. If you ask me, we're going to get away from eating meat a lot. Um, it's it's everything's going back to respect, and it's I don't see us, you know, killing animals anymore for our own consumption. And I know that's going to be a big adjustment for most people, especially me. But I can tell you, as a big guy, when you get to the point when you're eating a steak. And you can't swallow it. <laughs> you know something is changing, um, and I don't think it's just me. So, I, uh, dude, I, I have to admit, every once in a while, I, I starts to creep on me like that. Like, uh, especially yeah. pork products, I start yes. getting the heebie-jeebies a little bit. I, dude, I'm sorry, I hate to say it. I just, just that's it's kind of sort of happening for me. Yeah, we're in the same boat. It's been happening to me now for probably about six months. Does that happen so. to you, Chase? Ever? I mean, I know you love your BK broilers, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. But I, I get it mentally. It's like what I mean. Like when you see like a like a cow or like a pig that's fucking laying on its side and it's sitting in its shit, and you know, yeah, I mean, like isn't there a party that's like, fuck, dude, that is. I don't even. You wouldn't want to eat that shit. I try not to eat as, uh, meat as much as I used to. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. It's like even either way, it's like a. It, fact that you're even going that way mm-hmm. even a ton of me too by the way shit i eat meat but but it is kind of like a thing i think that creeps on you as you 
as you get more aware, I guess, yeah. is the word. Well, there's, and but there's also consciously aware restaurants opening up too. Yeah, hallelujah. Which is pretty cool. Richie, I, I wanted to run something by you. So I kind of had this feeling that this is this time period of humanity is a is the to me I, I almost like label it the great healing you know it's yes. the, it's coming out of from one age to another age and there's a great healing that's what the that's the time period we all live in but I envision for our children's children's however what I don't even know whatever in the future that it won't be so much about. It won't be so much about um, overcoming, you know, ego. Like, I think we're going to, we'll have societies that from a young age, we're teaching our children about ego. You know what I mean? We're, we, we're going to be doing this eventually. So what will be the resistance that we face, right? I think the resistance that we'll face is the direction of, of, of humanity in terms of especially implementing technology into our lives. Because we have the possibility of fucking going overboard with technology. I mean, it's kind of like the idea of the movie Wally, you know, where all those fat people are up on the on the spaceship. Have you seen that? Yes. I mean, dude, that's not that's not out of the realm of possibility. So how do we prevent that? You know what I mean? We we uh, we got to be careful of technology. Very much Chase so. has been turning me on to this idea, scaring the hell out of me too. In the process, <laughs> I mean, how often are you on your phone? Do you is it is it are you embarrassed to say? I am. I'm really embarrassed to say. Oh yeah, it's all the time. I mean, I, I work in the industry, so I'm around it all day. <laughs> I sell it all day. You know, I have a Note Four for crying out loud. You know, I mean, my phone is as big as you know my old PDA from back in the day. <laughs> right. It's in my pocket every day. So what happens? What happens when your when your phone and your inter your computer interface is on a contact lens, and you can pull it up anytime you're you know there's no more getting in your pocket pulling out this fucking you know brick, checking your Facebook or your email or your whatever the text, like it's all uh -huh. just done. Maybe they even probably tap into your neurons in your brain. You know what I mean? And you can just think it. So at oh, some yeah. point though, it's like okay, are we going too far with this? I I think it's a tipping point. I think we need to quit using it so much as a convenience and use it more for the betterment of things. Um, instead of, of weaponry and phones and stuff like that, why can't we build, you know, things for free energy and, and you know, things to clean water with? I mean, right, we, right. we live in a time where everything could be had and we use so little of it. Um, so, yes, we're well, definitely at the tip. So, I, I, I totally agree. So, but what about, take like virtual reality, the virtual reality technology. Don't, don't you guys go down that rabbit hole and go, dude, people are going to get lost in that world. People are going to plug in and never come out. I mean, there's already people like that. There's kids. I yes. saw this kid the other day over there at Arrowhead Festival at the video game store. This guy looks like he hasn't seen the sun in fucking years. And he's, yeah. you know, he's like dark black, like a goth guy. Just going to get a new game, probably will be hibernating <laughs> enough. Probably orders pizza three times a day. Well, that's, that's internet addiction. That's, that's yeah. the real thing that's going to like, it's going to be real detrimental to the society that we live in pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, it is. It's already a real thing, but soon enough it'll be really detrimental. 
And that goes into my theory that I believe that there's going to be a large, large percentage of the population that will, you know, embrace the internet and embrace technology to the max. And unfortunately, that percentage of the population is really going to, it's almost like they're going to end up killing each other. They're going to kill off everyone through that lifestyle. And I don't know if that's going to be through war or whatever that (laughs) might be. But I believe there's a small percentage of the population like us that are kind of, you know, pushing forward this this movement of, you know, being consciously aware and embracing nature and embracing small parts of technology, but not taking it to the max, not going 100 percent on it. But even as a consciously aware person. You know, where is the balance? Where's the right balance for technology? Dude, we're, I struggle with it. I go no, back and forth. I can't, you dude, know what I mean? I can't, I don't want to just go live in the in nature all the time. No, but like, like, but the way, at the same time, I, 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 I don't want to be on Facebook all the fucking time. The way we do it is, is a pretty, pretty, you know, good plan going forward. We spend a lot of time in nature. You right. Know, we, 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 we embrace the, the earth for what it is. We love it. Right. Yeah, we struggle with technology right now because we are on our phones a lot, and we, we, you know, we're always constantly on our phones. I know, I hate that. Don't, don't you hate that, Richie? Sometimes, don't oh, you gross God. yourself out? Like, I fucking hate this phone. Uh, yes, uh, I definitely have my moments of that, you know, and I, uh, that's that's when I disconnect. You yeah, know, I disconnected that one time for what, like four days. Yeah, I mean, good for I you. had to, I had to step away from it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's important, man. There needs to be. We need to figure that out as humanity. We can't just go. I know, dude. I there's nobody bigger on technology than me, and yet at the same time, I'm like, we got to be careful here. We got to really consciously think about this and really feel into each of these technologies, feel into them, and really find where our highest self is on it. You know, don't lie to yourself, but fucking be real honest. Like, okay, it's time for me to put this down. By, by the way, I think the line is when somebody straps an Oculus Rift to your head and said, all right, strap in for 12 hours a day. That's when I say no. Dude, it's no. going to happen. That I mean, honestly, that I think is the biggest threat to 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 humanity. <laughs> Which is funny because you and Colin used to love this idea of virtual reality. Well, I do. <laughs> I know, but it's bad. It's bad news. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, but to say that we're not... but. I don't want to live in a world where we say we don't. We're not going to, you know, that's against the law, right? No, I don't either. But so, but so people are going to do it. It's going to happen because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, to be honest with you, I would love to try some Oculus Rift. But just it'll be up to me to control the usage. See, that's I'm just different. fucking. I don't difficult. even. I don't even want to try it. I don't even want to touch it. Really? Yeah. You're I, that scared of it? I'm not scared of it. What about you, Richie? I'm kind of in the same boat with Chase. Um, I, I know myself I would be okay with it, but when I look out and I can see all these kids that are stuck on their computers and their PS4s and their Xbox Ones, imagine when it's strapped to their face and they can live a different life. That okay. is going to be scary. Okay, so um, this dude, does this not does this not look like, you know, guy born in nineteen twenty who sees, you know, or actually, there was guys back in the early, the turn of the century who thought people who drove cars were, you know, oh my gosh, you know, that's unnatural, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now look at us. So, just like every every old generation is always scared of the of new technologies. We what? all are. So there's a part of me that wants to realize, like, look at us. We're in our 30s. Chase is 29, but 
we're you know we're starting to get mature, and I know we're still young. Shit. Anyway, my point is is that we even now look at us. We're sitting here going, we're scared of the the technologies of the future. Well, I mean, there's there's a big difference between an automobile and something that can change your perception of reality. Dude, automobiles changed my perception of reality. I mean, the I, think about it, man. Yeah, but you're still in the physical realm of what's real. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but I guess it's guess there's a part of me that says, who's to say that's not where we're supposed to go? Who's to say that we're maybe that's maybe that really is the evolution of where we're supposed to go? Yeah, but I I disagree with that evolution. I'm sorry. Uh, dude, there's a part of me that does too. I think a lot of I will say. That a lot of fear is based on just the unknown. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm terrified of mixing, you know, our consciousness with machines. But, but just, who knows, man? Maybe that is where we're supposed to go. For my personal self and all the psychedelic trips I've done and the things I've been shown, technology is bad news. What do you think, Rich? Um, I think it's all in how it's how it's utilized. Um I think that right now is a very, very <laughs> real threat to it, but it could also be a very beautiful thing. Um, it just all depends on how it's used. Um, as far as my own beliefs on it, I don't think we should go down the road necessarily. Um, I don't think the cybernetic thing is the way to go. I think that's going to strip everything away from us, so to speak. So that's just not my path. You know, I would rather be the, you know, like, like Clint says, the Indian with the iPhone, you know, be able to take technology and use it to better myself and better my life and everything without making it change my life. Right. Well, I mean, for oh, by the way, I do this in my life. I don't play video games. Honestly, I stay away from video games now because I get fucking addicted to them, man. I got... I can get sucked in and, and lose a lot of hours to them. And I'm not really an addictive personality, but I don't want to lose. I can really get lost in some of these games. You know what I mean? You guys know. You guys are gamers. It's, isn't there a party that gets real cautious with game with gaming? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Now for me, personally, it's something that I've had to take a step back on. I'm pretty good at it now, but that's when, that's when I really got the heebie-jeebies of, wow, internet addiction is real. It is, it is a real, real thing. Oh yeah, come on! We've all played Madden for like six hours, and we're like, by the end, we're just like, I need a shower. I feel so gross. I can't believe I just did this. You know, six hours. I've got on forty-eight hour <laughs> binges, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Amateur hour over here. <laughs> I've had ten-hour Mass Effect sessions. Uh-huh. So I know exactly what they play. I did. Uh, <laughs> mine was Age of the Empires too. <laughs> Computer games, those those strategy games, dude. Nice name drop. Yes. Oh yeah, Civilization. Remember that one? Oh yeah, dude. Sid Meier's. Yeah, Sid Meier's Civilization. <laughs> I literally I played it one time from like six p.m. till like ten in the morning. Nice, dude. Just like, and by the end I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> all I did. And by the way, have you ever tried to dream after that? No. Like you go to bed and you dream, and all I can do is dream about Age of the Empires, <laughs> and it wakes me up. It wakes me up because my mind has been thinking about the same fucking thing all the time. So it's like, that's I can't do anything too much. Otherwise, it really actually fucks with my sleep. You know what you did in that moment? You took the red pill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well said. Took the red pill. 
Well, dude, it's very. This is the most. I think this is the 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 question of the future and present, really. The really, it's it's really important. We got to figure this out because it's happening so fast. So we we don't. If we take a wrong turn, it can it can go bad quick. You know what I mean? And ma- as a matter of fact, I, I would really like when we post this episode on Lords. Anybody listening to this? Let's let's start a dialogue on this. Oh yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, on the comment on the comment section of the post we make, please, please open. Let let's hear your opinion on this, everyone. Well, what happens if there's only like one comment? Then it's like fuck, nobody likes us. Then me and you will feel it. <laughs> but I'd like to at least have one or two. That'd be cool. Please, guys, please, I want to hear it. But um, yeah, well, it's about that time. Richie. What? What? Well, it was a pleasure having you on, Richie. Native, Native American with an iPhone. Cherokee <laughs> Indian from North Carolina. That's me. That's me. I am actually, I think, uh, what is it? I think I'm one-eighth Cherokee, so yes. Oh, no shit. Get, I got yep. that right on, huh? Oh, yeah. The, the funny thing is my great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather was about six foot ten, and he married a five-foot Native American woman. So no way. Oh, yeah. If my sister still has that picture, I will have to get it, uh, and I will show it to you guys. Because there is a picture of them sitting next to each other, and his knees basically come up to her head. So, oh, yeah, wow. it's, it's it's a pretty funny picture. <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, my native brother. Well, dude, you could you should do like a... We're going to have... We're going to have Richie, since he's the... Uh, he's got the most native blood in him, do a tribal dance for us around the fire. I'm pretty sure I have like a quarter... Oh, dude, you, here's the thing, you and Chase, you guys choreograph a dance, you know, why don't you guys exchange numbers, five, 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 going to be awesome. I dude, that would be cool. I envision that kind of stuff eventually if you know, keep this if we keep this going. Um, that'd be cool. Almost like, in a way like a Burning Man where you sh- where you come up with part of Burning Man is to bring your own tent, you know what I mean? Like bring your camp and you make it as creative as as possible. I love that. I yeah. think that's the coolest fucking idea. I'm going to I'm going to set up my teepee. I'm going to put paint all around it so people can come up and paint it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I love that. Everybody throw their own character into it. Yep. So everybody listening, you're going. You better paint a fucking cool piece of art on that thing. <laughs> Just make sure Jeff Jones is uh, gets a nice piece of it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Dude, we're gonna have so much fun. Though. It's gonna be great. I hope everyone brings whoever's coming. That they bring, you know, bring your flair, bring your creativity. Richie's gonna right. Oh, definitely. I'm. He's wearing the Batman suit. <laughs> We're gonna give we're gonna give Richie three times of LSD in his Batman suit. <laughs> <laughs> Although we're kind of camping near a cliff, so let's not do that. Yeah, Shit, let's, let's not. <laughs> no, no, that, that sounds like a bad idea. How about two shots of whiskey? Two shots of whiskey. <laughs> two shots. All right. Yeah. There. There we go. Now we're talking. What happens? What happens? What happens uh, to Batman after two shots of whiskey? Uh, I will be very talkative and. I won't be able to stay in one place. So, yeah, I, I will be Bat- Batman going from person to person to person to person. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't take that much 
different. That's the sad part. I'm kind of a lightweight these days. Yeah, I think that's happening to me now, too. Yeah, me too. A little goes a long way. Yes. I found that out on New Year's night. Yes. <laughs> Didn't we all? Didn't we all? Bad idea. I'm starting to I'm fun. starting to like alcohol less and less and less. I have to be honest. I don't. It's it's like, I drink it, but it's it's few and far between. And you know, I'm usually just drinking water and drinking juice. I'm just not gonna say anything right now. Chase is drinking gin and juice. I do. <laughs> well, I do pretty good with alcohol. I I I moderate pretty good. You don't drink that much yeah. though. But dude, but I enjoy it. Me too, though. I have a great... When I do it right, it's great, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a fun time. When you do it too much, though, it sucks. <laughs> Freaking yeah. hangovers, man. Hell yeah. Uh, but, dude, sometimes even, like, just... Especially beer and wine, it's just nice. Sometimes they just taste good. Yeah. Like a cold beer, it's sometimes just great. Like an ice-cold Stella. Atois. Atois. <laughs> Stella. Good, oh, yeah, and it's refreshing. And actually, a beer buzz is really great sometimes. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no hangover. You just feel like, you know, especially if you're kind of hungry, empty stomach. Dude, it's awesome. So let's just say there will be alcohol at the Lord's gathering. Richie's <laughs> bringing all the alcohol. I'll bring Woo. some for sure. Moonshine, baby. Moonshine. Be, bring your own alcohol. Bring your own alcohol. <laughs> we ain't paying for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right guys. Richie, man. Dude, thanks for being on, bro. Our first ever our first ever co-host from a remote location. I don't want to call you a guest. I, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a blast. It's been fun, bro. Make sure you listen. Until next time, guys. Hey, Richie. We'll, hey, stay on the line, okay? Talk soon. All right, guys. See you later. See y'all. <laughs>